Your employees expect top-tier medical benefits like comprehensive care access, but how can you balance these expectations against rising costs across your full benefits portfolio? Find savings and opportunities in your most highly utilized benefit, your pharmacy plan. Did you know that hospital employees fill 25% more prescriptions each year than other industries? How can you tell if all those prescriptions were needed or if you could have had significant cost savings by filling at your own hospital pharmacies? Tap into these opportunities with an independent pharmacy benefits partner and solutions designed around your unique requirements and resources. Rx Benefits provides pharmacy benefit strategies, from expert advisory services to programs that leverage your hospital pharmacy's purchasing power, all while offering competitive benefits with award-winning customer service. We've been working with hospitals for over 15 years, and our clients range from rural and critical access hospitals to large health systems, with healthcare-specific solutions that make the most of hospital assets and dispensing capabilities. Visit us at employers.rxbenefits.com or click the link in the show notes to learn how to boost your benefits with an optimized pharmacy plan. The C-suite makes decisions without consulting you, and then they ask for your advice or mentorship. You need to be an integral part of the decision-making process from the beginning. As a leader in your organization, it's important that you have a seat at the table when management is discussing critical issues related to people. Leadership development training will teach you how to build relationships with those above and below you on the corporate ladder. By establishing trust before asking for help, HR professionals find themselves having more influence over key decisions within their organizations. Our online courses, live webinars, workshops, and coaching programs focus on building leadership and business acumen across HR functions. Join us today at the Bravo Center of Excellence.teachable.com and take your career to a whole new level. That's the Bravo Center of Excellence.teachable.com. Bravo, spelled Bravo, Romeo, Alpha, Bravo, Oscar. The Bravo Center of Excellence.teachable.com. Welcome to The Bo and Luke Show, a podcast designed to inspire you to be better, know better, and do better. You can connect with Bo and Luke on social media at The Bo and Luke Show, or send us an email at fanfeedback at com. brought to you by Sound United. Without further ado, let's get after it. Bo and Luke Nation, welcome back to another episode of The Bo and Luke Show. We are honored to have Rita McGrath. We're at the Staffing World 2021 conference. She is the super session keynote speaker that's just going to take this conference and make it memorable, more memorable for everybody in attendance, for sure. She's Columbia University Business School professor on strategy. So you are definitely a thought leader in the space of strategy. Can't wait to get into that with you. So welcome to the Bone Luke Show. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here in Denver. In Denver. Who Isn't knew? it great? Like Who in knew? person. In like person, in real it's life. crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. It's fantastic. <laughs> I think everybody has said that. It's just, it has just been such a pleasure to, do, to be back in person. Yeah. And even for Luke and I, we started this podcast uh, very early Last year, just as COVID was kind of starting, yep. we did our first couple episodes. We had a we had a studio, um, and this is the first time we he and I have actually been in person doing this Which is crazy show. So we've done yeah. eighty some shows, all virtual. I know. And this has Rita. This has been fantastic. That's great to communicate, to see, to see body language, facial oh, yeah. expressions. It's been fantastic. Much more fun than boxes on a screen. That's right. Oh, my gosh. You're not kidding. <laughs> and you can tell, like, when people are starting to talk or they have something to say in person, it's really difficult on the screen. Yeah. 
So tell our listeners all about yourself. All about myself? Yeah, about you. This is all about you. uh, I work at the intersection of strategy and innovation. Okay. So all about new things. Um, I'm... I've just finished my fifth book, which came out in paperback uh, last week, which mm-hmm. is very exciting. That's awesome. about strategic inflection points, which are pressures that create a 10x change in your mm-hmm. business. So we'll be talking about that later today with the Staffing World attendees. Nice. That's awesome. So you're at Columbia, mm-hmm. right? I got to razz you a little bit. I'm a Ross grad. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. My strategy professor, um, I did the executive MBA. Uh-huh. Um, we were his last class, and he was headed to Columbia. Um, oh, his name evades me. I should have been more prepared with his name, but he was heading to Columbia. And we're like, man, you know, that was an, probably the best class that we had in the whole 24 month. Well, strategy period. really is where it all comes together, right? So, it is. you know, that's, it brings together finance and planning and financials and, you know, everything. Yeah. Go ahead. I would say, what are the most, com- some of the most common things that you see? I guess the easy fixes. For strategy? And, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, sure. With, within <laughs> business, I, I feel like there's obvious things that just come out and you're like, all right. Yeah do this first yeah so the first the first big mistake people make when they're talking about strategy is they mix up the strategy with the goal so they'll say our strategy is to be the number one share provider you know in the northeast market that's the outcome it's not the how sure so good strategies tell you about how and good strategies teach you uh, about how to make the best choices under conditions of competition and Mm -hmm. limited resources so you know if you have no competition and unlimited resources try everything and see what right right (laughs) but most of us are not in that fortunate position so you really need to be making some choices so what a strategy is really for is to inform your choice making so that it's consistent across your organization yeah that's fantastic you know and one of the things michael porter had a lot of great i mean you could pull a million quotes from his book on the five forces of strategy right i always loved his one and you mentioned competition um strategy is the anecdote to competition Mm -hmm. and i love that so even if you don't know a lot about strategy, if you can pull those key concepts, mm-hmm. even as a small business. So I wanted to get into it with you, small business, what the country's facing. It's been talked about a lot at this conference yeah. with the labor shortage and what we're sure. facing in the future and what stats are showing with the baby boomers retiring in mass. Um, it's going to be small business, mm-hmm. and we're seeing it. Restaurants can't get help. Um, we had a guest on earlier with a local restaurant nearby sit-down restaurant, there's no service at the table. You had to go to the bar to order your food, wow. yeah. go to the bar to pick up your food, go to the bar to get a refill on your drink for wow. your, sitting, at the, sitting at your table at an indoor restaurant. Um, what would you recommend to small business, you know, people who made, I mean, they're running their business, it's their life, right? How does strategy, what kind of time should they take to really focus on strategy and the how so that they survive mm-hmm. and even thrive Great. in this So a really good reference for small businesses is a book by Jim McKelvey. It's called uh, The Innovation Stack. Mm -hmm. And the reason I love this book is he's one of the co-founders of Square, the payments people. And basically Mm -hmm. he said, you know what, your phone does everything else. Why can't it take credit cards? And that's the genesis of Square. And what I find fascinating about his story is they solved all these problems along the way that no competitor, like, like a competitor can look at what you're doing and they say, oh, you know, you pay people minimum wage or whatever it is and they can copy that. But they can't copy the logic behind the decisions that you make. So uh, Amazon went after them with a product called Register, Neighborhood Register. And the Square guys were like shaking in their boots. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know Amazon sure. comes after you. That's, yeah. that's yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And so they went through their whole strategy and they decided to change nothing. Because what they had done was they had solved so many of these problems. And after about a year, Amazon gave up. Amazon no gave kidding. up. They wow. saw them off. And in a gesture, which I think is really very gracious, they sent all of the people who'd signed up for the Amazon product a square reader. 
Isn't that amazing? That's very gracious. Anyway, so the the Uber lesson to that story is as a small business person, you have a couple of advantages over larger organizations. You have the opportunity to get much closer to and know your customers much better. Sure. Uh, You can get their goodwill on your side. So if you do slip up a little, they're willing to give you a little leeway. Um, I also think small businesses have the opportunity to invent things that can't Mm -hmm. be copied. Uh, in the Square story illustrates yeah. that. Yeah. Um, in terms of strategy for small businesses, uh, you know, it's really easy to get wrapped up in the busy, 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 and I don't have the time for this. So right. I'd say try to carve out maybe half a day to just kind of take that big reflective step back. And the way I like to do it is uh, I like to say what's going on in five C's. So the C's are your customers, your competition. Your uh, collaboration partners, you know, the the complementers that you have, your own company and its capabilities, and then the bigger context. Mm. And when I do this work with companies, I have a bunch of, like, worksheets and prompts that we work through. And, I mean, any strategy professor will have that. Uh, Then you get some insight into what are the big sort of changes in the world that we need to be responding to. Um, I do think we are at a turning point with respect to jobs. Um, you know, we've we've learned that there are an awful lot of really terrible jobs in this country, yeah. <laughs> and I think we are going to have to learn to dig our way out of that. The good news is my friend uh, Zainab Tan runs an institute called the Good Jobs Institute at MIT, hmm. and her research shows if you combine good jobs, which are jobs that pay well, steady hours, you train, you know, you invest in your people, right. and you invest in strong operations, it's a competitive advantage that others really can't copy. If yeah. they're not making the same investment. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Would you say that almost transcends products as well? So when you look at things, when you're saying, okay, we're making something so similar, mm-hmm. pick any product, yeah. right? Yeah. Pick any. Does Is that, if you were going to start and say, well, I'm going to enter this competitive mm-hmm. market, that could be your advantage if you focus on creating those good jobs. Oh, totally. Absolutely. Because then your employees become your best advocates. And don't forget, they're members of the community, too. If you treat them badly, there's a lot of people beyond the people that just work for you that are going to know it. Let me add one more thing, though, Luke, to that observation. Value is migrating. And it's migrating from products and services in the traditional sense to interactions and data. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, right, this microphone, you know, it's it's a great thing. It has a certain value. It has a certain price. But when I use this microphone to tell a story or connect people or create the conditions under which a novel solution presents itself, the value it creates is infinite. So right. for small businesses, right, I think they get very hung up on, you know, I need to invest in plant and equipment and you know sure. all that stuff. Today, it's really about access to assets, not ownership of assets. And you can access almost any asset you want and go into competition. I mean, Dollar Shave Club taking out Gillette. <laughs> How about yeah, you, right? right? That's right. Who knew? <laughs> exactly. So I think it's a tremendously exciting time for strategy. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Bo and Luke Nation, discover your leadership edge with Edge Leadership Academy. Their expert coaching transforms high performers into influential leaders. Whether in business or athletics, they tailor their approach to your unique journey. Embrace their mentorship and workshops to elevate your leadership skills. Join the ranks of those who lead with confidence and purpose. Visit edgeleadershipacademy.com to start your transformation. Edge Leadership Academy, where leaders are made. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. Um, even as a small business owner, Luke's a small business owner. Yep. If 
to remind small business owners, asset, you have access to assets. You don't have to consume yourself with, I'm never going to have the capital to buy X, Y, or Z because I need that asset, right? Flip the switch. Totally. Think about how do you get access to that asset? Totally. And yeah. there, there are spare assets all over the place. I mean, yeah. we are yeah. totally underutilizing. I mean, just look, look around us. Look at all this space. <laughs> right? Well, um, great know? point, right? So we took that with the podcast. And when we were working with, with the board of directors, because we had Joyce Russell, Joyce Russell, who was the, the, the chairwoman of the board, and we had her on our show last year. And she's like, you guys got to come to Staffing World 2021 when we're back in person. We said, we'd love it. And then, like... Do we want to be holed up in the in the exhibit hall? No. This place yeah. is going to have all kinds of space, right? Totally. This little spot right here is an asset for us. Use it. We didn't have to pay totally. for this, right? No. no. It's fantastic. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah, and I think the, the, the idea that value comes from interactions is another place where big businesses mess up. So mm. let me paint a picture of sure. a big business solution to a problem. So customer service. You know, and they've got all these robots because the big metric in customer service in a big company is something called containment, which means how good are my robots at keeping you from actually talking to a human being? Sure. Um, and so what ends <laughs> up happening is you go, I mean, we've all had this experience. You go through robot after robot after robot. Yeah. Eventually you give up in frustration. And guess what? The company that you're trying to get service from thinks that's a win because you didn't talk to a person. Instead, what it is, it's a massive customer dissatisfier. Sure. And so here's the irony. Because the service, the self-service, robots have gotten good enough, by the time we have a problem where we're making a phone call, we are already enraged, yep. ticked off, annoyed, oh, yeah. like, why can't you fix this? Um, and so I think big companies don't know that, right? By the time you get to the whoever made the decision about the customer service software that we're going yeah. to use, those people are so far removed from the customer that they have no idea. Sure. Small business, you, you, you know, your customers will tell you absolutely. <laughs> if you're doing right. well or not. They absolutely will. Yeah, you had that experience this morning, didn't you? Here, trying to get a late checkout. I did. I it's did. the do loop of never being able to talk uh, to well, a person. Well, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's they're counting on it. I gave up. But yeah. but you know the the negative right is first of all you'll probably tell people that story. You will tell people that story. A I lot. already told both. Yeah. Because yeah. now, you, now you're now. telling now me. And I, yeah. I could say you know at Columbia I was just <laughs> talking to a guy this morning who couldn't figure out a late checkout from this place in the Rockies. Yeah. You know these things have a way of permeating. Yes. So that's one problem. Second problem is. Again, the people making the decision, like if you had gone to them and said, I'm a podcast host, you know, I really would love to like shine a glowing light on your operation. (laughs) Um, Wouldn't it be great? Like if you yielded a little, I mean, you're going to tell me a place this size does not have like a place to hang out for three or four hours. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Right. So anyway, my point is just these negative things. We don't we don't pay enough attention to them, but they can build up and they can create the conditions under which your customers actually hate you and give them the first chance and they will flee. That's true. That's, That's very true. true. Yeah. 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 No, it is. So I, I had this. I had this problem. Um, I, I won't name the tech company for reasons of whatever, but they had been charging me a monthly fee for a service I never ordered. A colleague of mine ordered it under the name of a different company, and they'd been charging me this fee like for month after month after month. So, and again, I'm trying to sort this all out. And I uh-huh. finally said to them, "Can you know, like, this was not a, like we can all agree this was not a legit, legitimate charge, right? Well, yes, 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 we agree. Well, so can I please get a refund on it? Now, it wasn't like a huge amount of money. Sure. But... Like the person say, oh no, I can only refund you two months. You didn't, you didn't, you know, raise this within the service window and blah, blah, all these reasons why they can't do it. And I'm thinking to myself, so here I am, you know, Columbia Business School professor. I have a pretty big platform. Yes. Like it's not worth two grand to you guys to like have me saying nice things about you. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I, the it, other, the other, had they solved the problem? 
Yeah. I'd be sitting here telling you about, let me tell you an exception that was a big company that really gets this right. You know, they could have yeah. had more PR than that thing would have been worth. No kidding. Right? What do you, what do you think from a, just the human perspective, the leadership perspective, why are big companies like that? Why, why does that stuff continue to this day happen? Follow the money. Uh, that's yeah. the first yeah. challenge. Second is silos. Um, uh. So because it's efficient, right? We group similar things together. So mm-hmm. we put all the finance people together and all the marketing people together and all the accounting together and all of, you know, delivery together. And they never reintegrate. So they, 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 they literally operate within these silos. Um, wow. So I have a concept I call the consumption chain, mm-hmm. which is your customers. And this is a useful concept for small businesses. Your customers are always enmeshed in these chains of experience right? Sure. and they're trying to get jobs done in their lives right mm-hmm. that, that's all they're trying to do they actually if they could avoid buying your product or service they w- would yeah. <laughs> like, the only reason i'm going to buy something is because i need to get a problem solved right right and what we are thunderingly unaware of is our progress through that chain so here's a statistic 64 percent of all items placed in an internet shopping cart are abandoned mm. so think about it your marketing has brought the customer to your site the customer's on your site. They've yep. checked out the product. They've done all the things that we think would be necessary to get them to buy, and then they give up. And do we even understand why? And it turns out it's things like unexpected delivery charges. I needed it within a week, and you say I can't have it till the end of October. Yeah. Um, you were asking me to put my credit card in again, and I'm all just, not, I'm, yeah. you know, I got to make a plane. I don't have time to sit and dink around with your, you know, website. Yeah. All these things going on in customers' lives, and so a small business person can actually learn about those things and sure and create a better experience yeah customer experience it's so right. important i mean super important and i love it's that you key. can beat them at the same game totally you know oh, totally. that's the best part yeah absolutely. you can you have options you have choices customers have choices absolutely and even from amazon you know and yeah. uh, you know you uh, i mean i have seen local companies that have in certain narrow ways like square mm-hmm. uh, beaten them because they're just it's a better experience yeah yeah that'll do it yeah for sure that'll it's all yeah home in on that for those listening if you own small business absolutely focus on the customer experience that you have control of Mm -hmm. how you deliver that customer experience is in your control especially for a small business you're you said it perfectly you're much closer to your customer right you get if you're if you're a small town or even big town an independent restaurant whatever the business you are in tune with your customer Mm -hmm. you see them you build relationships with them right you can deliver the experience your differentiator may just be the experience. Oh, totally. 100%, well, right? Well, and, and you can you can charge a premium for that mm-hmm. big time. Look at uh, like one, what I'm really familiar with is American Express. Mm-hmm. It is not by any means a discount product Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. When I book travel, I just call them. Mm-hmm. Somebody, I get a human on the phone. Right. Yeah. And I talk to them. If I need to change something, mm-hmm. really late, anything. They I take care of it. They I, take care of it. I don't it. even call the airline or the hotel anymore. Mm-hmm. I call Amex. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, all right, I'm going to do it while you're on the phone right now. Totally. My travel agent is a small business owner. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody I've worked with God, 30 years. I've only met her twice in person. But, oh, my God, she takes care of everything. It's called Trips Away Travel. I will uh-huh. put that trips away out in there. there. Trips yeah. away. Uh, based in New Jersey. Um, but like she remembers stuff and, and she goes like, it's not just do you want seat A or B, blah, blah, blah. She remember like, oh no, you know, you need extra time to get to that thing. And then mm-hmm. you've got this other event that's happening right next to it. And so this is the better path for you. Just all that deep knowledge. And yeah. that's another yeah. thing I think that small businesses can really bring to bear. And this also gets to the jobs question, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't treat your people well, right? And, and it's clear that that you don't care about them, um, yeah. they're not going to go the extra mile for your customers. Right. You know? That's right. That's right. 
I mean, it leads right into the to the stat where I think the most recent one is only about 34% of employees are actually engaged mm-hmm. at work anyway. Oh, I think it's even lower than that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, and, it's and it's yeah, and, and I would imagine it all comes back to they don't think you care about them. Right. Right. And what's bizarre to me, um, and, and something I think that's a great discussion for this group here, is there is so much research that shows that you are just leaving money on the table if you create bad jobs. Um, yeah. So people like yeah. Jeffrey Pfeffer, Zainab Tan, um, and they've actually done statistical research on this, mm-hmm. so that, that if you treat people well, cross-train them, treat them fairly, offer a path to promotion. Um, you know, we're not talking rocket science here. We know what good I, jobs look like. Yeah. Um, that you will be paid back. So here's an, ex- here's a, an experiment that they did in a corner of Ikea. Uh-huh. So this is like the Ikea version of California closets. So you want, you want to make your closet more yep. functional, you go there. And this was totally not performing, this part of the store. Just completely not performing. And they couldn't figure out why. And what they observed was customers were coming into this section of the store intending to buy, right? So you've got a customer who's already said, I'm willing to put my money down on mm-hmm. this thing. Um, but then they would stare at these shelves full of like closet fixtures and they would become confused and they would leave. So the experiment that Zainab ran was, she said, let's add staff, you know, count, kind of counterintuitive. It's under poor, underperforming area. Let's add staff. You mm-hmm. know, when the normal human impulse is let's cut staff, it's not performing, right? <laughs> Sales more than doubled. Really? In, wow. in like short, short order because what they realized was customers were confused. Like they <laughs> didn't know what measurements to bring with them. They didn't know what things yeah. to order they didn't know how yeah. to do it and then they added on top of that a service layer where not only could you buy the stuff they'd install it for you too and th- that's now one of their biggest most profitable yeah. square foot areas of the store yeah super important for ikea because you got to put everything together oh yeah so that was yeah, <laughs> yeah. something simple right yes. and, I, and i think that's what's an amazing in, in a lot of stories where the people who the companies the people that make uh make things products whatever and they're successful they really bring the simple to life yeah. yep it's so it's baffling to me. And if you overcomplicate things, yeah, you might just go down the rabbit holes that oh, are yeah. going to Yeah. And I think this is right. one of one of what does kind of get like a startup guys, entrepreneurs, yeah. right? They'll fall in love with a product or a technology or a, a thing, right? And they don't sometimes really step back and say, well, hang on, you know, what, what is the customer trying to get done right. with this thing that I've invented? And given that I know that, how do I make that better than anybody else? Sure. It's a way of getting that job done. Right, right, right. We had an interesting conversation with another attendee here who's a founder of a tech company. And, he, and even he admitted he's got that shiny object syndrome, right? Where it's like, it's exciting when I'm creating it, but the consistency to see it through and make it better and make it actually work for the customer, that's not a two-month thing or a three, no. that's a commitment and discipline. <laughs> well, right? and I would argue you want to design the marketing plan before you've put the first bolt on a widget, right? I mean, yeah. you want to know how you're going to sell it and who you're going to sell it to before you've spent any money creating the thing. Yeah. Like, how do you know it's what customers want? It's true. Exactly. <laughs> That's 100% true. Absolutely. That's such a good point. Yeah. So are you super excited to deliver your super session I this am. evening? Well, I think this whole, um, I'll, I'll call it sector, you know, uh-huh. is just at a fascinating turning point to me because we're starting to realize Almost anything can be copied except the human element. Mm. Almost yep. anything. Um, there are a few bits like network effects and data that are still hard to copy. But when you think about day-to-day competitive advantage, it really comes, comes down to the people. And so we just need to get a lot smarter about human technology. <laughs> it's how I think about it. And yeah. here's a great place to do some learning about that. Yeah. Well, I'll give hats off to Staffing World and the American Staffing Association because they've done a great job selecting their keynote oh super session yeah. speakers. Um, it's been absolutely fantastic. We've been the benefactor. Our audience has been the benefactor of talking to them, talking to you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
either before or after the session. So thank you so much for joining us. A pleasure. An yeah. absolute pleasure. And yeah. Do keep in touch and, you know, we absolutely love, will. love to get the word out. Oh, by the way, Ross Business School is looking for a new dean. Are they? I don't they? know if, yes. <laughs> In case you want to change. (laughs) (laughs) Any parting thoughts? I was just gonna say, listeners, you gotta you gotta consume some of Rita McGrath's content. It's amazing. Your personality is infectious. What I like most about what you're saying is it makes sense and I don't know, it just feels like I can go do it. You Mm -hmm. can put a simple path to this. Yeah. So listeners, you have a couple options to uh, take advantage of what Rita is saying right now. Number one, you can uh, get into Columbia Business School. And get very close with her, and you'll probably get a lot from that. Or she just came out with a new book. New book, new paperback. So another thing I do that might be interesting to your listeners is since the pandemic, like Uh like you guys, I've started doing, I call them Friday Fireside Chats, which are videotaped chats, but they're also a podcast. Nice. With authors, artists, um, singers. I had a beekeeper. Mm -hmm. Um, That's awesome. And and so they're recorded. They're all up on YouTube, so they're free. Yeah. And if you want to join live on Friday and ask questions in the chat and stuff, it's usually at 11 o'clock Eastern. Sometimes the times vary, but. Um, they're totally free, so people can join That's in awesome. and learn that more. That's It's every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. Yep, pretty much. Nice. That's great. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for your time with us totally. today. It's great. Have a great session this afternoon. Thank you. And safe travels back to the East Coast. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, tonight. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Bo and Luke Nation, we thank you so much for tuning in. That's a wrap. Tune in for a new episode every Thursday. You can subscribe to our email newsletter for information on upcoming guests, giveaways, and more. Rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to our sponsor, Sound United, for quality broadcast audio throughout Season 2.